I'm Danny Thompson. Um, I'm born and raised in London, um, UK. My parents are Jamaican, uh, came over here in the early 60s. Um, yeah, so I'm London born and bred. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewafo. And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. I've been blessed in my life that I've had the opportunity to travel. So I've traveled to the Caribbean, I've traveled to a few African countries. Um, I started life as a young man, as an artist. Um, I trained as a musician. Um, I also uh, went to uh, what we have here, the National Film and Television School, where I trained, um, I did screenwriting and directing. Um, I've also worked in uh, educational theater so um, those are my three strands in terms of, of my, my artistry um, and my creativity. And I've always had a, a, a desire to, to know more of my history. Um, I remember as a 17, I think I was about 17 years old. I'm in my 50s now. So um, as 17 years old, myself and a friend um, reading uh, autobiography of Malcolm X, and that kind of set us off. It was like, we want to be Malcolm. We want to be Malcolm. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> and one of the things that inspired us was his, the transformation he went through and how that transformation was facilitated by um, reading. Um, I don't know if, 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 if you know the story of Malcolm. He was in a, a particular prison. And that prison, just by chance, had a very extensive library. Um, um, somebody had donated hundreds and hundreds of books to the to the prison library and those that person who, who donated them was a historian so he worked in the prison library and he got exposed to um uh, this literature and he read and he read and he read um he also underwent a, a spiritual transformation um which is where he he adopt, he um, came into contact with nation of islam and he adopted um uh, that that faith so that inspired me in terms of reading. I mean, I've always been a, 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 a keen reader, um, but I started to read on my history. And again, I'm talking about kind of pre-internet days. You know, people forget that there was a time when there was no internet. So you, you had to, and if you wanted a book, you had to come out your house Get on your transport and go go to the bookshop. Go to the bookshop and get it. In hindsight, that was actually a valuable experience because it meant it made it an event. Yes, going to a bookshop. Um, my Saturday afternoons was um, 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 I would uh, uh, go to the record shop and get all the new songs, the new tunes that were out, and and go through the the, the record sleeves because again, this was the days of vinyl. Yeah, no um, um, downloads or, or, or CDs. So I'd go to the record shop, and then from the record shop, I'd get on the train and go to the bookshop. So usually I'd come home with a brand new record and a brand new book. Um, and so uh, over the last um, 15, 20 years, uh, I, I studied with um, uh, uh, two, two, I've studied with a few different people, um, all kind of community education based. Um, as in, it's not a, a state college or university 
This is just community um, uh, uh, workshops and education um, programs take place in community centers run by black people. And I, I studied first with a man named Dr. Femi Biko, who's a great um, um, scholar and teacher. Um, and he actually set up one of the first, uh, what we call black studies courses. Um, this was, yeah, wow, this would have been back in 1999. I studied with Dr. Femi Biko for two years. And that just opened my mind. I realized that my perception of what I thought African history was, my perception was this, and African history is that, <laughs> you understand? So <laughs> I learned that from Dr. Femi. And then um, um, I started studying under um, my name, Mr. Robin Walker, who um, in, in, we, he's also known as the Black History Man. And again, he's a, a, a teacher, an author, a publisher, um, great mind, great mind. And so from starting to, I started uh, um, studying with him about, 13, 14 years ago. And then from a student, I became a colleague um, and uh, uh, he's kind of been a bit of a mentor to me. So I became a colleague. Um, so now I, I learned to teach the subject. Um, so I do classes for uh, uh, adults. And um, during that period, I've um, I created an educational DVD which is called Everyday Life in the Early West African Empire, which tells the stories of ancient Ghana, uh, Mali um, Empire, and then the Songhai Empire. And it kind of connects the three as a, a continuum. You understand? Um, so that was a DVD with, um, um, uh, where I, I directed it. I did the music and everything. And it's, it's um, Robin Walker delivering presentations on um, the subject um, with, and I added imagery and um, music. And on the DVD, uh, there's two DVDs. One is the, the uh, presentation. The other are lesson plans and other um, um, uh, uh, information. So it was designed to be used by young people in schools. That's the point. Um, so I did that. Um, 2018, I published my own um, book, my first time as, as a, a writer um, and, and, and uh, self-publisher, which is on the wall behind me. It's called The African Literary Heritage, um, which is a history book and activities book. So and of it gives course, you a you're, history. Going to, you're going to touch a little bit about this. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just to say that, that uh, as I learned more, I started to, to develop my own program and kind of identify my specific interests. Um, yeah, my specific um, uh, interest. And just this last year, 2021, uh, two, I started in 2020, finished um, uh, 2021. I did my master's degree in um, African history and history of the African diaspora. So, uh, which is, yeah, which um, I'm kind of quite, quite pleased with. I did that at Chichester University in um, um, England. Um, and that was under the, the uh, uh, guidance of Professor Hakim Adi, who, again, is, 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 is a great scholar, great educator. Uh, uh, yeah, and really helped, you, helped me through um, the program. Because I don't have many um, 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 state qualifications, do you know what I mean? I wasn't uh, uh, 
I didn't leave school with a lots of exams and what have you. I have more music qualifications than I do in other um, 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 areas because I trained as a, as a musician and as a music teacher. So um, I can say I've always been an artist working in different genres, although music has been a constant for me. I can't live without, without my music. I'm going to ask you to sing for us just now, if you will. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. Danny, now do something okay. for me. Take mm -hmm. me down a little bit more to uh, where, when you were born and how UK was at the time. Describe okay. to me how London was at yeah. the time you were born. That is 50 um, years ago, right? Yeah, good question. I, I was born 1964. So um, I'll leave you to do the maths. Um, I was born 1964 in uh, 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 West London, a um, place called Kensal Rise which was quite a mixed, I mean, uh, uh, mixed community. Um, it had a large Caribbean uh, um, uh, uh, population. Um, and it was next door, you've got uh, Kensal Rise and you've got Harleston, Willesden, um, which was the, the, the heart of the black community during, during that, that period. Uh, my father was a, a plasterer, a laborer. He, he did walls and worked on building sites and what have you. My mother was a, a, a secretary. Um, and what's interesting is, is um, um, I, I'm also an author. I write short stories and I do poetry and what have you. So um, I've written short stories about my, my childhood experience. And what, in hindsight, what I've, I've noticed is, I've realized is how much my parents, I have an older brother and a younger sister, and how much my parents managed to protect us from uh, uh, some of the, 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 the harsh um, racism that was going on out, out there. Um, London at that time, I mean, in terms of the black population, um, it was our civil rights period. Yeah, it was, you know, the Americans had their civil rights period. It was our civil rights black power um, um, period because we were facing, um, uh, 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 there were certain parts of London where as a black man or woman, you would not go. And, and you kind of knew that from birth, <laughs> you understand? You didn't always know the reasons why not, but you knew that don't go to this, this part of London, they don't like black people there. And um, you would run the risk of being attacked in the streets, uh, uh, um, et, et, et So, you know, it was, it was growing up within those, those boundaries and, um, Again, but at the same time, there was a lot of community action going on. Um, um, to, to the, the main, there was an organization called the National Front. A National Front were a far-right fascist organization um, who were very popular among the mainstream at, 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 at that time. So um, uh, for me, growing up and stuff and learning about, this was like during uh, apartheid where Mandela was in prison and what have you. So I, I would go on uh, marches and demonstrations, anti-apartheid marches and demonstrations um, um, as, as a teenager. And uh, no doubt the National Front will be somewhere trying to disrupt the march or, or what have you. So, you know, when you went on a march, you had to go ready <laughs> because you never knew what, what would happen. Um, <clears throat> I think, like I say, Britain at that time, uh, we, we, come, we were having our own... Um, what's the word, our own black power movement. Um, there were parents' organizations, there were um, um, community organizations who came together 
um, to, to, to fight. And not just to fight organizations like National Front, but to fight the institutionalized racism. Because, for example, in, in London um, and other places, but in London, um, just like as in America, they were busing black children. Um, um, if, if a school in London had a certain uh, a number or percentage of black students, like say it was 70 or 80%, they would consider that too much. We've got too many black children in this school. So they would start busing uh, black children out of these schools into schools on the edge of London, sometimes out of London. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the state hadn't learned how to deal with us. They didn't know how to deal, deal, deal with, with, with black people. And the idea of, of black history in the curriculum being taught in the schools was just like, no. Because this was like what, before... What do you mean, uh, bossing black children? Can you expatiate on that a little bit? Yeah, they, they thought if there's too many black or Asian children in this school, um, somehow they just come to the conclusion that that would be bad. Yeah? So let me break it down. You know, I, I, um, um, the school I went to was predominantly white, and I'd say about 30 to 40% black. Yeah? But I have friends who went to schools where uh, um, um, they'd be like 5% of the school was black or even less. That was acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable to have majority white children, minority black or Asian children. Um, if it's the other way around, if it was majority uh, 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 black children, minority, small minority white children, for that reason, for, for some reason, they decided that was a problem. That was a problem. We 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 can't have that. I mean, there are reasons for for, for doing so. I, you can, I can only hazard an, an educated guess, but um, this was the period where where we were being officially, as a black child, we were being officially marked down as um, sub-educational. That was the term during the seventies. Sub-educational. Black children um, 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 are slower learners than white children. Yeah. Black children are, um, um, uh, and slower learners in particular areas, like slower learners in, in, in technical abilities, slower learners uh, uh, academically. Uh, and, uh, we were good at sports. Yeah, that, that was the thing. We were good at sports um, and we were good at entertainment. <laughs> and and that's, that, 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 that's it really. So, you know, but, but the, was it really, was it because you are a teacher today, you understand also the techniques of teaching. Was it really? technically true that these children, black children, were not good in those areas, like teaching them about technology, teaching them about... Oh, I, I, no. Or, I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because, like I say, in fighting that, um, um, and again, you, you had what we, what we call here the supplementary school system, which was um, uh, the black community setting up its own schools, mainly like Saturday schools. So you go to a Saturday, you send your child to a Saturday school, that child would learn, um, um, you know, the, the same curriculum as the school, your, your basic literature, mathematics, science, and what have you, but with the added um, um, element of black history. So that child would receive some education about themselves, about who they are, where they come from. And that has a powerful impact. And that's what was missing, like during my education. And one of the, 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 the um, um, consequences of that, which child psychologists and educational um, um, consultants agree on, 
is that what it does is it lowers um, that child's self-confidence. If that child knows nothing about itself, you know, so I, I, I remember, I've always had a fascination with history, not just African history, but every, any history, I, I've, I've always had a fascination with that. Um, so I enjoyed learning about the kings and queens of England. I enjoyed learning about um, this famous white person or that famous white person. But I had no, it, it, it was like, it was of interest, but it had nothing to do with my life. Do you know what I'm saying? It didn't uh, um, 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 impact on, on my life. It's when I started to learn about um, African kings and queens, um, um, important men and women in African history. That had a, had a, 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 a deep impact on me because what it gave me was a, a model and an archetype that I could aspire to. You know, like I said, when I read Malcolm X, it was like, wow, this is a strong black man. I can be this strong black man. You know, um, um, uh, uh, Marcus Garvey, Amy Garvey, Wow, this is a strong black man. I can be like um, um, uh, Marcus Garvey. And um, um, my sister can be like Amy Garvey. You know what I'm saying? Did that, that was totally missing from um, um, the English school system. It's better now, but it's still a lot of work to be done um, um, in terms of bringing that, that information. Information that inspires and encourages uh, 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 young black people. Uh, you see... Uh, recently, uh, when the issue of uh, Meghan came out, no, the interview that oh, was okay. did by Oprah, a lot of people, okay. especially the mainstream media uh, in the UK, not only in the UK but also in mm -hmm. other places, were trying to mm -hmm. defend the idea that you could be talking of racism and you are making an example of the royal home. So, in that sense, of course, it appeared as if uh, the the British government or the British mm -hmm. institutions or the mm -hmm. power that be in UK cannot have anything to do with racism, as if they didn't know anything about it, as if they are yeah. innocent of it. Yeah. Now, you are talking of your uh, early childhood, no? We are talking mm -hmm. of 50 years ago, and you are mm -hmm. giving a picture that is actually very gloomy, as it were. <laughs> and I don't think uh, you are inventing this story because, <laughs> you know... No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I, I was also checking out a UK paper shortly when, when you were talking. Let me see if I can pull it out for you, then i ask you mm. a reflection on that. I okay. think um, <clears throat> that is in BBC. And mm -hmm. they, wait, wait, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, that is the BBC. And it read, a report that UK don't deliberate yeah. Greek against ethnic minority. Yeah, that All doesn't right. surprise me. Yeah. Okay, so place that, against, place that against your description of your early childhood growing mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. in the UK. What would you say? What would be your reaction? Okay, the English are very particular <laughs> and they have a very particular way of dealing with um, racism, which is that they don't. Yes, they just they just don't. The, the, in terms of the, the um, um, debate or discussion in, uh, over racism in this country, the, the institutions, like you say, you've spoken about the, um, um, uh, the royalty, is also the media um, and education. Their discussion is racism is bad, nobody should do it, that's it. End of conversation. It's a bad thing, none of us should do it. It's that, but the whole um, uh, um, um, <laughs> that is very funny. No, it's like it's like saying uh, still it is bad. Then let's say, let's sack the police. The police is not there, so it's on your own. You know whether you are going to steal yeah. or not. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very funny. But, but the, the problem is because Britain still holds on to empire. 
um, 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 obviously it doesn't have its empire anymore, but real talk, psychologically, Britain still, especially the people who, who the elites, the, the, the ruling classes, they still have the psychology, which is the psychology of white superiority, the psychology of um, um, dominance over other people. We have the right to go into black countries, a, um, African countries, Asian countries, without even, without even asking, yeah? So there's that arrogance, there's that, that, that as again, that, that white um, supremacy and um, um, that empire. They still identify themselves through their history of empire. Now, what, what we do, uh, 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 the black population, the Asian population, is we say, okay, you had your empire. What was done during your empire? Atrocities, genocide, etc., etc., etc. They don't want to know that aspect of it. You understand? And so, um, um, if you bring that that psychology into like today, um, one of the things there was a report that came out uh, was it a year or two years ago? Big government report uh, uh, um, um, about institutional racism, and the government came to the conclusion that there is no such thing as institutional racism. In Britain, there is no institutional uh, um, 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 racism, which is 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 a, a, a denial uh, um, um, of the blatantly obvious. Because when you look at all the indicators, um, uh, uh, okay, let's say uh, 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 black people in education, black people in employment, black people in terms of of physical health, in terms of mental health, uh, uh, in in the negatives, we top all of those. Yeah. Um, um, I've, as, as a music teacher, I've worked in mental health institutions and we are disproportionately represented in um, 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 uh, mental health institutions. We, th th there's far more of us in there than the national average. Uh, uh, um, we're, we're top of the unemployment figures, yeah? I think, uh, uh, I can't remember specifically, but I think um, um, black adult males between 18 and 25 or 18 and 30, it's almost 50% unemployment, which is, is much, much higher than other groups. Now, all of these things cannot happen and happen consistently because this is not a, a recent occurrence. Uh, um, uh, my father, his generation experienced it when they, when they arrived. I experienced it uh, um, during my lifetime. My son, who's uh, 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 in his early 30s, he's experiencing it. So when you have that kind of consistency over three generations, it is structural. It is built in. You understand? And it's not, a, that, it's not a mistake at all. It's not a mistake. Uh, it's, it's because, uh, just for the fact that some people decide to be ignorant of it, doesn't mean it's not That's dead. it. That's it. And, and it, it, it's a tactic. If I say to you, you know, it's 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 um, um what, what they call it um, gaslighting. I don't know if if you know that phrase. You tell me you have a problem, and I say, well, there's no problem. So the problem must be you. Do you understand? So the problem is me uh, um, because I'm feeling racism. The problem is not that no, you're being a racist or you're you're you've set up systems that keep me keep some people down and elevate others. You know, no, 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 no. That's got nothing to do with it. It's the problem is you, and and and, and that, that 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 that's major. Um, you mentioned uh, Megan, uh, Megan Markle, and you know she 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 married a member of the royal family, and the the the, the reaction against her from within the royal family 
from, from within uh, 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 the media um, was visceral. It, it, was, it was visceral. And yeah, that kind of, you know, you, but by their actions shall they be known. And so when you see the, the actions of it, and she wasn't going in to burn down Buckingham Palace. You know what I mean? She was going to get married. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, um, um, it's, it's like that. But right now, the last few years, um, we have a situation, it's called the um, uh, evolving, uh, what they call the Windrush generation. Um, and I don't know if, if your, your viewers know, but the Windrush was, um, Post-Second World War, 1948, that was the start of, of uh, 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 migration, huge migration from the Caribbean. Um, and one of the first ships to arrive was a ship called the, the Windrush, which arrived in London, uh, 1948. Uh, uh, so that generation gets called the, the Windrush gen generation. And what this country has been doing, and they arrived here as British citizens, because at that time, uh, the Caribbean were still under colonial rule. They arrived here as um, um, British citizens. They've, um, and they lived here as British citizens 30, 40 years. Um, but what the government has, 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 has been doing is actually, so as a British citizen, they were told that there were certain papers that you don't need to have. You know, you're a British, you're a citizen, you're a British citizen, come over, get, you know, find work, build a home, raise a family. And then the British government has been, um, um, had a deliberate policy of uh, what they call creating a hostile environment for this Windrush uh, generation. So what they've been doing is they would like call you and they would like check you out. Well, where's your papers? Where are your, 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 your immigration papers or what have you? And you say, well, I've been here 40 years. I've been working, I've been paying tax, everything. I, I, I don't need papers because I didn't need papers to get in because, you know, I had my Commonwealth passport, UK stamp, everything, everything. And they've been deporting people. So it's now called the Windrush scandal. So, so there are people who uh, 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 have never been to, to, you know, came here 40, 50 years ago, have no real contact with the Caribbean since because they've created a life here. And within 24 hours or 48 hours, they're placed in um, detention centers, and then um, 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 put on a ship, uh, put on a plane and sent back to a land, a, an island that they know very little about. And it's been deemed illegal. Yes, it is it, what the government policy was illegal. It was against the law. Question, who's been punished for this, uh, these actions? Answer, nobody. And, you know, because of the generation that, 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 that I'm speaking of, many of them are now, uh, my mom's of that generation. She's in her 80s. So you're talking about the elders in our community. And I mean, I, I, I could spend half an hour uh, uh, talking about it, but it, it is horrific how- uh, So, um, so, so Danny, Danny, it mm -hmm. means now that uh, the British government, as mm -hmm. part of their plan, their colonial, their imperial plan, yes. they went to take youth, people who are useful to the society, they say, come yeah. to our land yeah. and help us to yeah. work. Yeah. Now, these people have grown old. They cannot work anymore. Instead mm -hmm. of the same government that have exploited, they, that have mixed them to take mm -hmm. care of them now that they cannot work anymore, mm -hmm. they are not deported their home. How do they even justify that? Why is the Amnesty International not pretending not to hear about it? Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. are the human rights 
the human rights organization okay. not aware of this suddenly? Why are they uh, turning uh, a blind eyes to the criminality of European uh, system? Are they not well, aware? Then, I mean, then you, you know, you, it, you you have to then look at those organizations, Am Amnesty International, Human Rights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what's interesting right now? Um, um, and what uh, I'm having a lot of conversations with with black people right now is about what's going on in the Ukraine. Yes, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. Now it, it's it's fascinating watching how it's being reported on on the on the, uh, in in the, the the TV and the newspapers because it's it's the whole um, 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 vibe is well look these these are Europeans being bombed these are Europeans being attacked this is wrong everybody needs to do something about it everybody needs to be concerned um, and we're like okay that's wrong but there's bombings going on. In, in, in black countries, bombings being done by Europeans, why shouldn't we care about that just as much? Why isn't that on, on, on um, the agenda? Um, why isn't that front page news? You know, uh, um, Britain supplies arms to Saudi Arabia, which has been bombing um, um, southern Yemen for years. I mean, there's genocide going on uh, um, um, in that part of the world. But I don't hear the British government I don't see the, 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 the national newspapers printing that on their front page. So it just shows how the interconnectivity of these institutions, do you understand? So um, 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 you've got the, 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 the ruling elites who control the media. So they make sure that the, the messages that we receive are messages that they decide. So they shift the focus. Look over here. Look at, oh, look, uh, look at how Europeans are suffering and being treated badly. But don't look over here and see Africans and other non-European people being treated just as badly or in some cases worse. Yeah, but but, but it's, I, I think that is, that is even almost, like, that is a crime. I, I think Nelson Mandela, when he was in the US, he was interviewed, making reference of course to Cuba. He said something very interesting mm -hmm. to the white, to the Americans. Mm -hmm. That just because you don't like Cuba doesn't mean I should not like Cuba. I am not you. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that, the European, mm. of course, they are they find it very easy to do because they have their puppet all across Africa, who Absolutely. they call their government. And their government actually they are nothing more than just their representative there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. as far as this is this setup is concerned, African mm -hmm. citizens are not really citizens, even in their own country, because they are mm -hmm. not treated as citizens, just the uh -huh. way they are treated here, that is the way they are treated also at home. Because the mm -hmm. system is still being run like an empire where the yes. real citizens of this world are the European. Every other yes. person is a foreigner, whether you are in their land or even in your own land. Yeah. If this yeah. is the case, the enemy of Europe, the enemy of this big metropoles are the mm -hmm. enemy of the African people. But it is yes. wrong. Yes. I have my own agenda. I am a country. <clears throat> I have mm -hmm. my own foreign policy. I know who I'm dealing with. Okay, mm -hmm. I deal with you because we have we are in partnership. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. I am working for you. African yeah. government are not working for the European government. It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, there is a war in Ukraine. Fine. It's what mm -hmm. Russia are doing, right? Well, I don't say it's right, but don't say I must vote for what exactly. you are voting for. Let exactly. me decide according to my interest, according to how mm -hmm. it affects my people, according mm -hmm. to how it affects my nation. Mm -hmm. So why are they yeah. forcing it on us? Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of, you know, because, because I think controlling opinion is vitally important now. 
and that's the consequence of, of, of internet and social media. You know, um, 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 you know, you and I, we can put an opinion, uh, um, um, upload our opinion on, on Facebook or what have you, and the whole world can see it instantly. Yeah, that has changed the game. That has um, definitely changed the game in, in the, la in the last um, um, 20 years. So the manipulation and control of media and um, knowledge and information and opinion that is fed through social media is vitally important to them. Yeah, because it, th th there is a certain democracy within um, 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 the internet that frightens them because I can put what I want on the internet. You know, I mean, Facebook can ban me and YouTube can ban me, but it will still get through. Do you know what I mean? And I can communicate with a brother in, in Ghana. I can communicate with a sister in, 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 in Uganda, with, with another brother in, in Atlanta, with a brother in Bahia and Brazil and, and what have you. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's about controlling. A, 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 I think, yeah, it, I can't remember the, the, the guy who said it, but it was like, you know, once you, you train a person, you don't have to put them in prison. You understand? If you can control the way they think, uh, um, there's a, 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 I'm sure it's an African-American who said about how, you know, you raise a black person to believe that they're a slave, to believe that they are inferior to white people. Yeah. Once you've got that set in their mind, you don't ever have to put them in chains. They will place themselves in a subordinate position because they believe that's their rightful position. And that is absolutely and, true. Yeah, look, and, 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 and the role of media yeah, yeah. and the role of governments, government-controlled media, of, of um, 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 the wealthy elites who control media, etc., is to keep us in that subordinate um, um, position. Now, we're speaking as, 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 as African people, but it's not just us. It's, it's in this country, like, the white working class, yeah? The, 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 the low-income or no-income white working class. The government hates them just as almost as much as they hate us. Do you understand? So it's, it's a tactic and a strategy uh, um, that's used ac uh, across many um, um, different people. Obviously, my interest as a black man is how it's used against us and how we can combat that. Thank you very much for that. Of course, we are going to be uh, going into a little bit of history just now, which area mm -hmm. you are working in, how it affects us. But just before we move there, I want to show mm -hmm. you this image I found very interesting. Okay. And then I'm, I'm going to ask you a question relating to that, uh, uh, which is saying that uh, the British oh, decided to the destroy the mine. That is yeah. <laughs> that's an article. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, you, I, do you know that the brother on, 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 in the picture? Do you recognize uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah um, please go. John, so um yeah uh star wars is an actor <laughs> yeah 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so what i'm going to ask you uh danny is um you see you were born 50 years ago you give mm -hmm. a, a clear picture of course you even made a very nice analogy talking about your parents who have suffered the same fate you mm -hmm. and even your son with me mm -hmm. it really hasn't changed if you, uh, if the british are just pretending that they Racism is not part of the system. They are lying. Mm -hmm. Racism is part of the system. It's what helped it. I, I tried to define it recently. I don't know if I can give a, a clear picture of it mm -hmm. right now, talking about what happened in Ukraine. That racism is a system that helped the Europeans to commit crime against other people, but mm -hmm. because they, they, want to, they don't want to feel guilty, they look at it as a way of protecting their own survivor. But okay, mm -hmm. what of other people? 
Why do you want me to see it from your point of view? You just slap me. Of course, you are not the one feeling the pay. But have you asked me if I feel the pay? I don't ask you to tell me how it hurts me. I am the one that will tell you how it hurts me. So what I'm saying here is, do you really see the change since when you were born in UK? In, uh, take London, for example, uh, right now. What is what has changed? Um, I think that there there has been change, and uh, um, there is change, and the change is occurring on on different levels. I think um, um, like again, I work with young people. Uh, I mean, I work with adults and also young people, and I think the psychology of young people has changed from generation to generation. I think this this young generation now um, um, they have a confidence and a self belief in themselves as young black people. And they have no fear in saying that. I have no fear in expressing that. They have no fear in challenging um, uh, uh, the system. And because of that, um, like I was chatting to a, a, a sister um, um, just a couple of days ago, she um, 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 works in university and she was telling me that um, last year was the highest um, number of black students graduating um, 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 in universities, particularly in the legal uh, uh, solicitors, barristers, etc., was the highest number ever, the highest percentage ever for black people in, 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 in this country. And those, they're, they're, they're coming with an Afrocentric mindset. Yeah? So they're not coming to serve the system. They're actually coming to challenge the system. And they have the, the, the intelligence and the knowledge of of the system to be able to challenge it, yeah? Um, which wasn't necessarily the case when I was a child or, or was the case but on a much smaller level than, than I was a child. There are conversations, as I said, the British, they, they try not to, they try to squash the conversations, but those conversations are being had and those conversations are being had in institutions, yeah? Um, um, the, the history, like, for example, Britain's history of slavery in the Caribbean, um, that is being revealed, revealed, revealed. The reparations movement is being, has been put pressure, has been putting pressure on um, um, the banks that were involved and other institutions that were involved for them to reveal your records. It's there in paper now. It's, it's written. You can't deny it. Here's the sheet. That's your signature on, on, on the bottom. Um, and so what are you going to do? You need to provide reparations. If that reparations comes in the form of um, 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 providing educational opportunities for black folk, then yeah, that's one, that's one method. Um, and that, so I think that, that there has been a change in the mindset. And if you want to change the action, you have to change the mind. So I'm looking forward to, to, as an elder myself, I'm looking forward to see where these young people are going to go because they are changing the game. They are changing the game. They're getting involved in, in things that, um, uh, when I was a, a young person, there were things that, that's not for black people. That's, th this activity is for white folk. That's not for, you know, um, that, that, that's uh, me, do that? No, no, no. This generation, they don't play that. They want it all. And they, they, they have the ability to, to take it all. And I think part of that is the growing realization among many that we have to do it by ourselves, for ourselves. These institutions are not going to do it for us. That we are stronger when we do that.
We are stronger yeah. when, when, when we, we work for ourselves, by ourselves, for ourselves. And I think that is, is manifesting itself now in various groups from, I'm, I'm in black business groups who are carrying that philosophy. They want to make money and they want to put that, put that money to use in their community. And they want to make that money by raising up their community. That is a key word there to, to pay attention to. Very, very important. The money is important because, because they are racist. They are racist against the black community, mm -hmm. but they are not racist against the money coming out from the oh. black community. Absolutely. So if they are interested in our money, they were equally interested in our money. And we want to use the money to develop our community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this idea of entrepreneurship, of not mm -hmm. be afraid, of taking mm -hmm. it because nobody's going to give you anyway. If you are not uh -huh. taking it, then you are not going to have anything. Mm -hmm. It's an idea that must be preached in our community. Yeah. yeah. Because that is just a simple play fact. Nobody's going mm -hmm. to give it to you. And I'm glad to say I'm seeing it happen because like um, um, it's almost like a movement of buy black. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if, if when you go to spend your money on whatever, household goods, groceries or what have you, look for, you know, on a high, high street, you might have 10 white shops and one black shop, 10 white owned uh, um, um, shops and then one black owned shop. Go spend your money to the black person. Do you know what I mean? And that um, 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 mentality, that psychology of being aware that we as a community have a strong economic power. We have a strong economic potential. What do we want to do with that, that, that potential? Let's put that money so it circulates within the black community. I spend my money in your shop. That gives you more money to come spend in, 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 in another, in a, a black woman's shop, which gives her more money to go spend in my shop, et cetera, et cetera. And, there, and the, the, the wealth circulates and, and uplifts. That is, that is very important. Anyway, you know, here in this podcast, we have a lot of interesting to talk about. That. Because, okay. for example, look at the life of uh, uh, Marcus Garvey. Look at mm -hmm. a man like that who will be able to organize all the Africans together, understanding the importance of the unity of the people. Because mm -hmm. it is only when the people unite that they can mm -hmm. pull it out. Because, mm -hmm. you know, one thing is simple, no? There is a lot of fear out there that, ah, okay, you know, we in Africa, if we decide to take our resources, the European will just declare war and they go to conquer. No! The European yeah. cannot do that. Mm -hmm. The reason is that I think the civilization have gone beyond that. But they are not going to help you. If you say you are on the ground just crying, they will come and make sure that you remain there on the ground. Yeah, but absolutely. How are we supposed to free ourselves? We stand on our border and say, okay, you are coming in. Are you an enemy or a friend? Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. now let me ask you a simple question. <coughs> you go to prisons in Europe, it's full of Africans. Mm -hmm. Now, you flip it around, go to prisons in Africa. How many Europeans do you see in our prisons? Ooh. Mm. Does it mean that Europeans do not commit crime in Africa? <laughs> are they angels? Great analogy, yeah. Because we are yeah. not playing a level play field. I repeat mm -hmm. before, because they still see African and the African community are just, they are little Negroes. So mm -hmm. They can run, they can use them the way they want it. And this is for the fact that we have not understood the message of Michael Garvey. Yeah. That we, yeah. as a people, must mm -hmm. organize ourselves and we must stand on the gate, be ready to die, to defend yeah. what we have, yeah. who we yeah. are. Then the mm -hmm. person that is coming, they need to understand we are ready to do that. They will either mm -hmm. go back 
or negotiate or how they want to come in. And and that that's where, where history comes in because history gives us lessons that we have done this. History shows what African people can do when they unite. And that when they do unite, they are an unstoppable force. I mean, we can go back to say the Haitian revolution. Yeah, where, you know, um, 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 uh, 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 Africans on the island of, 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 of um, um, Haiti rose up against uh, 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 the enslavers. And it's important to understand that they fought the French, they fought the British, and they fought the Spanish. Yeah? Um, over a period of years, I think over a period of 10 years, they've defeated the French Navy, the this Navy, the that Navy, just through unity um, and strategy. And a point that you've hit on, strong leadership. And I think that, that, that that's a major problem in, in, in Africa is that we don't, in, in the government circles, we don't have the leadership. And in the Caribbean, that we don't have the leadership that the people desire, the people want a way out. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's education. The, the more we know about ourselves, the more we understand what we are capable of. So when somebody says, well, boy, I think many of us, I don't say many, but but some of us have this attitude of like, well, China, European, they're just too powerful. They run everything. You, you'll never be able to turn it over. You'll never turn it over. My brother, my sister, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because if we hadn't done that, me and you could not be having this conversation right now. We would still be on a plantation somewhere. Why are we not on, 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 on the plantation system? Because we fought back. Because we destroyed the system of enslavement. We destroyed the system of colonialism, which, at the, the, which during their times were seen as eternal. Yeah, those systems were put in place and they're going to last for eternity. Always the European ruling and stuff like that. We have shown by our actions that this is not the case. And we have shown by our actions what we can do when we come together. And, you, and the European knows this, which is why they are so desperate to keep us out of certain areas. I use the analogy of sports, yeah? Growing up, you know, I, I was into um, uh, uh, football and, 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 uh, 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 and things, my, my being Jamaican, cricket, my dad was a big cricket fan. But something like golf, golf was a white man's game. I've never played golf. That's what rich white folk do. Tiger Woods came in, changed the game. Changed the game, changed the way it was played. And that was one person. Tennis, the Williams sisters came in, changed the game, <laughs> changed it up, changed it up. Um, um, Formula One, uh, um, Lewis Hamilton changed the game. They don't just win. They change the nature of the sport. They change the nature of, of the game. Now you take that analogy and you, you put it in business, you put it in, in other areas of life. That's what we have the potential to do. They know that, which is why they can't let us in. That's important. That's important. Mm -hmm. with, with mm -hmm. The game. Anyway, we're not going to go deeper there on, on yeah. just now. <clears throat> now, talking of education, mm -hmm. uh, tell me something about the uh, Evolving Creative Project. Tell right. me about that. Okay, Evolving Creatives, um, that's my website. And... Um, it's something I've built up over years. And basically, uh, um, um, my motto is evolving creatively through art and education. So um, um, 
Me, I'm a person, as I learn, I want to share. I want to share what, I'm, what, what I've learned, what I've learned. So what I, I try to do is to, to create resources that I can hand over to other people to say, right, here is like in the image behind you. Um, um, you know, most, a lot of us don't actually realize that we have a rich literary heritage. We have a, 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 a rich heritage of um, books, of literature, going back to ancient times. And those literature, that literature is still relevant today. It's still, it's still relevant. It, 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 uh, um, ancient Egypt, which I call it correctly, um, Kemet. Kemet, yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the literature from that, the, the philosophy, the ideas are still in today, are still there. They're just not called by, by, by that name. So it, it's, it's understanding um, and reconnecting because, again, when we came out of enslavement, um, we, we, reading and writing was banned for us. Yeah, it was banned. I think that there were certain books, like certain versions of the Bible that we were allowed to read, but everything else, you know, um, um, what was we were denied the right. So I know that um, scholars have calculated that in, in America, uh, the abolition of enslavement, I think the black population was 96% illiterate which meant nine and a half out of every 10 can't read. And similar figures for the Caribbean, nine and a half out of 10 can't read because we've been denied the right to read and write over generations. Um, and because of that state, and because of the denial of our own um, um, historical knowledge, what we forget is that we were the original writers. We have written the greatest body of literature in, in history, but you know, if you think of yourself as, well, I, I'm illiterate and my history is illiterate, you won't even look for it. You understand? You won't even look for it. So one of the reactions I get is, is when I've shown people the, 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 the book, and I say the title is The African Literary Heritage, they're like, what's that? What heritage? What's that? But yeah, everybody in this country knows William Shakespeare. You know, everybody knows William Shakespeare. We know um, uh, uh, the poet... Um, um, some, some of the romantic poets, um, um, Keats, Wordsworth, all of that, the, the European novelists and stuff. We have our own rich history in that, in that area. And so I like the idea of, of bringing to light subjects and, and, and things that um, um, we black people are unfamiliar with, but yet is an important part of our history and an important part of our future. Thank you so much for that, dear Danny. You see, mm. that is where I think the, the miracle really lies, no? Mm -hmm. uh, in that when you don't have the knowledge of yourself, Absolutely. you are even at a risk to mm. yourself and to the society because you don't know. It's like having a nuclear bomb. Mm -hmm. You are both at a risk to yourself and to the society if you don't know what you are doing. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and, and and you have no direction. You exactly. No, because, because you don't know where you're going. You don't know so, where you're going. Because you don't, you know, it's like, um, 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 you don't know where you're going because you don't know where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. You understand? You, you, you have no compass. You know? So, you know, you, you, you blow with the wind. You're like a leaf in the wind. And wherever the, whichever direction the wind blows, that's where you go. But what we need to be is like the tree. And we decide what direction we're, 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 we're moving in. I believe, I have the faith so much that 
a group of Africans are coming. Mm-hmm. Are these Africans are going to be very tall when they stand? Are they are going to be able to say, define who they really are without respect? I'm not saying respect, but without taking order from any person. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. let's look at a very simple analogy. We go back to the war of Ukraine again. It's mm-hmm. not because Russia is, is, the, is the big example in the world to show. But that is something important there that we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You see, when the war in Iraq was going on, or maybe in, in Libya, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the European power and their Western ally, the United States and Canada, want to declare a, no, a no-fly zone in those areas. If they That's find right. that it is their interest, mm-hmm. they just call the United Nations Assembly, and they need mm-hmm. to sit one time, and they make a... And they, Call a code, for example, a code 1976, 1973, in the case of Libya, no fly zone, and that is the end of it. Yeah. But why are they not able to do the same in Ukraine? Because of Russia. Because if you do that, meaning you are going to be uh, shooting the Russian flight. Absolutely. Now, is the United States ready to do It's not that they cannot do that, but there is a collateral damage to that. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is that if you want to enter into a negotiation, with another party, you must have something to control the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You will be able to do that when you organize yourself in case of Africa. So Mm -hmm. the United States, small country like UK, can control the whole of Africa because Mm -hmm. Africans are not organized. Mm -hmm. If (laughs) Africa are organized, the whole of Europe will be afraid to say this is what they want from Africa because they need to be told the term of the agreement. Yes. Yeah. But right now, we only need to sign. Right, is that mm. what you want? Okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We yes, sign. Sir. That is yes, what sir. our leaders yeah. are doing. Yeah, that is absolutely. why we, African people, are both slaves. Their leaders are equally slaves. So mm-hmm. if we want to free ourselves, we must be ready to pay the sacrifice, and then we can mm-hmm. control the narration. The first so, revolution yeah. needs to happen in Africa. You understand? Forget about Europe. We need to change. We need to clean our own house first and foremost. Because, like I say, the, 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 there's a level of um, 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 corruption within the leadership that is holding other Africans back. And I, I saw something... Um, but um, but uh, that corruption is just part of the system. It is. It is. And how do you change the system? You, 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 if you're not in a position, position to negotiate the change, then you have to actualize the change. You have to... You know, whether that's through, you know what, we're not participating in this anymore. We're going to build our own stuff and, and run our own thing or um, um, or tearing it down, tearing it down. It, it's interesting because um, um, Africa, in terms of um, um, what they call it, like um, um, growth, um, uh, uh, population growth. Yeah, the fastest um, um, area of population growth. It has the largest number of young people. And, and, you know, when I say young people, I'm not talking teenagers, I'm talking about people in their 30s and 40s. And um, 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 they should be entering positions of leadership now. They should be entering positions of leadership. There was a, 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 um, a, a, an African conference, and I know that there was some like ex-prime minister, ex-ministers there and what have you. And there was a businessman, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but he, he, he was invited to speak. And he made a, a, a talk and he said, look, look, all right, look, look at the West, yeah? Obama became president. It wasn't 50 yet. John F. Kennedy um, 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 became president at the age of like 43 or what have you. 
in this country, Tony Blair, young man president, David Cameron, young man president. Yeah. And that youth in leadership keeps the energy going because they bring energy to their game, whether that energy is put to good use or bad use. They bring that youthful energy um, 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 to their leadership. And, you know, it, people respond to it and it moves the, 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 the whole thing forward. Sorry, I, we, 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 we've got leaders in Africa who should be, all right, it's time to put you in the care home now because you're, 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 80, you're in your 80s, you're driven in. You're not fit to, to run the country, man. I'm sorry, but you're not. So there's a whole level of fantastic potential leadership in Africa on all levels. And unfortunately, a lot of these young, these young minds are not getting through to that position where they can actually create some serious fundamental change. Mm -hmm. And that is where, the, of course, my next question is going to be about this education, the role that education needs to mm -hmm. play in it. Because I repeat categorically clear, the European power or their secret agent are going to mm -hmm. fight to turn to make sure that mm -hmm. young people especially young bright people do not come to power in Africa. And this is why. It's not just because, it's not just simply out of wickedness. It's for their survivor. That is what they yes. want. Because yes. when Africa is crippled, take, let me go back to Ukraine again because it's a very important mm. conversation. Mm. Ukraine and Russia are in a war. Now, of course, Europe, are, are, are currently speaking, are not able to detach themselves from Russia, gas, and oil. Okay, say for example, this war were to portray was to go for a, a, a longer period, and eventually uh, the power in Berlin, in Paris, and in Rome decide that they are going to detach themselves finally to defend their honor. Now, who is going to supply them petrol, gas? They are going yeah. to get it from some other places, and Africa yeah. is going to play an important role here. Absolutely. Now, how does having a quality leader in Africa play an important role? If you don't, if you have what we have today, which are just a group of small uh, representative of European power, then they get those oil on, on the on the price that they decide. Right, but say, for example, you have quality leaders in Africa who represent the African people instead absolutely. of the European power. Mm -hmm. They will mm -hmm. get it according to the price that the African mm -hmm. people decide. Yeah. So I this mean, is like... why they will not mm -hmm. allow people of quality to become leaders in Africa. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that is only one part. That is one part in that mm -hmm. our future do not really depend on them. But we yeah. will be prepared to pay the price to own our freedom. What does the role of education play in this? Right. Okay. The, the example you give is brilliant because just this last week, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister, went to Saudi Arabia to try and negotiate an oil deal with them. Yeah? Because, you know, the, the, the Russia-Ukraine thing is blocking off the oil supplies and oil prices are going up, going up. And um, energy um, um, prices in this country are doubling. They're going up, you know, um, um, people are struggling to, to, to pay their energy bills. Um, the Saudi Arabians and, and whoever, the Middle East people have, have the oil, whether you agree or disagree with them, uh, with them or, 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 or not, they have a strong sense of their own identity. Yeah, they have a strong sense of their own identity they see themselves as, as equal, if not better, than the Europeans. They don't have that subserviency. Um, 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 they're not afraid to challenge um, um, the Europeans. They're not afraid to dictate terms to the Europeans. We, history gives us our, that mindset, yeah? Because history is not just 
uh, 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 names and dates and places. Oh, King so-and-so in this time and Queen so-and-so in, in, in this place. History describes a process of how we got to where we are today. History reveals mistakes that were made. History reveals strategies that worked. Yeah? Um, and education changes the mindset. We, 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 in, in our classes, I use this um, 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 thing, it's called um, programming um, creates feelings. How you're programmed, how you're raised, how you're nurtured um, um, creates feelings. Feelings creates actions. Actions create results. Yeah? Now, if we've been programmed that, you know, we're helpless. We're, we're, we're just these little small people. We're helpless in, in the face of whether it be Europeans or in the face of um, 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 corrupt leadership. If that's our programming, then, then, then our feelings are going to be, well, why? We're small. Our actions are going to be small. And the results are going to be small. So if we change the programming, which is changing the, the, the education, um, um, it changes the feelings, which in turn changes the actions, which in turn changes the results. Yeah? And... Again, if it, it, it's about understanding, just, just like the context of the last 200 years, where we were 200 years ago is 2022. 1822, what was the situation of black peoples around the world? And what is the situation of black peoples today, 200 years later, 2022? And what were the actions that were taken during that period that has brought us to where we are, are, are now, whereby relatively we are experiencing a level of freedom that we haven't experienced for five um, 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 centuries. We did that. We did that. The worst thing that European has done to us psychologically, emotionally, spiritually is to um, 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 make us lose belief and faith in ourselves. And faith is important because like many, I was raised in, in, in uh, uh, the, the Christian church. And I went to churches with black, with sorry, white Jesus here and white Mary did. So I learned to worship white people. If your <laughs> idea of God is, the, you know, if your idea of God is, is some old white man in the sky with a long gray beard and what have you, then you're going to transfer that, this greatness. You're going to transfer that into white people who look, who look similar. What, what again, in, in terms of my historical um, 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 studies and my, my own um, um, journey, I've learned to embrace African spirituality. And the number one is when I look in the mirror, I'm looking into the face of God. Because whatever you, you are, you, God must look like you. Otherwise, how can you call yourself a child of God? Thank you, you so much. The child, the child must look like the parents. You know what I mean? So okay, you see, this is this is a common sense, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, one musician in my place, uh, I'm from Nigeria, I'm from a mm. state or so. Uh, the musician said, "Common, uh, uh, common sense is not common." Yes, I've heard <laughs> that one. Yes, because how can you yes. worship a god that doesn't look like you? How do you Absolutely. explain it that yes. the god I need to worship, it look like an Italian? Yeah, if I'm an Italian, <laughs> it makes sense. Exactly. I'm exactly. not Italian. You know, I am it, a Nigerian. It, it, exactly. Does my you know, does this God understand Pigeon English? 
Yeah. <laughs> where was this God when the European came to take exactly. away my ancestors? Exactly. Exactly. When, before the European came, what is this? What what was the role of this God in my life? Mm -hmm. If you didn't defend my ancestors, why do I need to worship you? Exactly. Exactly. You know, like I say, by by their work shall they be known. You know, um, 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 look at how you know. I mean, this I have this thing in life, kind of. Don't really listen to what people say too strong. Watch what they do. That will reveal the truth of themselves. And 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 that philosophy, that idea. Again, you can you can transpose it into other areas of of life. Okay, so you telling me Jesus Christ, blue eyes, blonde hair, and everything. Where is he? <laughs> if he's my God, then why are my people being allowed to suffer, etc., etc., etc.? But that, that's a whole other. <laughs> of a, 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 a conversation but but i mean i'm giving that as, as an example of um, um um put learning to put us first learning to put us first learning to put our needs our, our, our desires um 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 first and it has to take place the revolution starts in here it has to take place in the heart in the mind and in the spirit you understand yeah Thank you very much, dear Danny. Mm -hmm. Now, in a more practical sense, say mm -hmm. on the street of Berlin, where you have a yeah. lot of Africans today, in Paris mm -hmm. or in London, where you are, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do we go about this education of we helping the younger people to understand their bearing in the world, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they don't need to be afraid? Yeah. The Europeans are not superior to them for the fact mm -hmm. of being a European, Absolutely. that they are equal to any type of thing mm -hmm. how do we pass this knowledge today because really i think that in africa there are those who suffered there are mm -hmm. those who will interpret that suffering there are those who will pass on the the re-education of that suffering then there are other generations who are going to take action based on that understanding we yeah. our generation are not going to free africa let's yeah. be realistic yeah. Yeah, but we yeah. have a we, role. We need to yeah. pass on the knowledge. We have a role to play. And, yeah. and, and Please uh, help me with that. We, 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 we are the ones, we can sow the seed, but the flower is going to be the next or the, even the generation after that, yeah? So, <clears throat> again, it's planning ahead for that. It's about organising, yeah? It's about organising. If, if we're saying that the young people um, um, or any people need education, then we need to organise the groups in which that, that education is going to take place. We need to um, 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 understand the nature of the education that needs to take place, yeah? Um, and that, that, that education has to be for a purpose. It's not knowledge for knowledge's sake. It's about, okay, how do you organize, how does a community organize and create a strategy for creating change within its boundaries? Yeah, we're not talking about changing the world, we're talking about just changing your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, um, that 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 education is as important as the facts and figures of the thing. Do you understand? But it, it does it, it does start with us coming together in a space, whether that's cyberspace like we're doing now, or coming together physically in a space. And what is our purpose? Our purpose is to educate. What kind of education do do, do we need? Okay, in this situation, we, we we'll need literacy. We'll need math skills. We'll need business skills. We'll need political strategy skills, yeah? We put together a program that is applicable to us, 
a program that, again, we identify our needs and then we create solutions for those needs. And those solutions must be at the core. Um, um, education must serve that purpose. Education must serve the purpose of helping us understand, gain a deeper understanding of the, 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 the solutions and giving us a stronger motivation to enact those solutions. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, we have to move away from this idea that, well, we're helpless and that, you know, um, 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 you know, you, 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 I'm sure you, you know of um, um, conspiracy theories and, 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 and the new world order and, and, and stuff. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't truth in some of that, but we're in danger of, you know, making your, your, your enemies stronger than they actually are. Do you understand? You can create a mythology in terms of, well, you know, white people and the, the, the Europeans and their secret societies, they control everything. You'll never be able to break it down. Nah, come on, bro. History shows you how, how it can be done because it's been done before. The, the Europe, you know, um, 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 history is, is the rise and fall of civilizations, the rise and fall of, 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 of cultures um, um, even. The Roman Empire at its height, they called Rome the eternal city. Why? Because no Roman could, could, could conceive that, that there's going to be a time when there's no Roman Empire. There's going to be a time when there's no um, 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 Rome, capital of the world, not capital of Italy, but capital of the world. That was inconceivable. But it happened. It happened. And when and you study how it happened, it happened in, in, internally. The people started to rise up and, and internal and external forces. But all of them, you can go back to, you know, Persia, all great empires think that they are going to last forever. And they pass that on to the people who believe it. The people who receive the less, the least education believe that the powers that control them are infinite. We have to change that mindset because it's a fragile the system that's in place, it's fragile. It's fragile. You know, some places you just have to prick a pin in it and the whole balloon just deflates. <laughs> a good example is to look at uh, uh, USSR, for example. No? Yes, exactly. You know, it, it's really true. It, I look at it as a machine. Mm -hmm. that there are little both and none that make it work. What yeah. we need to understand as Africa is to first of all understand how the machine works that controls us. Yes. Yes. So that mm -hmm. we can then go and reconstruct our home. Because we also have a machine. Just as mm -hmm. somebody has put a lot of blockade in that machine, it's not working. Let me yeah. give you a lot of very simple instances. Mm -hmm. I am from Nigeria. Nigeria is one of the top oil producers in the world. Yeah. This is how it works in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Nigeria government extracts this oil. They have mm -hmm. some people outside of Nigeria. They take this crude oil to them. They will refine the oil mm -hmm. somewhere and they bring it back to Nigeria. Okay, let's explain. By doing that, the Nigerian government had denied its own people the opportunity of understanding how to refine oil. One, right. it had right. denied the people of opportunity of getting a job. Two, yes. it had denied the people the opportunity of bringing out very many resources that you can mm -hmm. get from the secondary production from, of oh, oil. Well, yeah, chemicals and, and plastics and, and what have you, yeah. 
And this might appear like the people in Aso Rock in Abuja are stupid. No, it's not because they are stupid. It's because the British government, the mm -hmm. European government set it up this way. And they mm -hmm. make sure that there are mafias are everywhere controlling yeah. them. So that yeah. there's no out of it. Because going out of it is against them. It meaning they need to go out of business enough. They need to they're not ready to pay. European government are <coughs> They want to take it, but they don't want to pay the cost. Oh, absolutely. That absolutely. Is, that is what the, the whole concept of racism is about. Mm -hmm. They want mm -hmm. to they want to uh, take from you without paying for it. Yes. Yes. Because that's what they used to with Africa. They came to Africa, they never paid for nothing, they tried to just take. You understand? So it's the same mindset that 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 that's working there. All right. Now we have talked a lot of things here today. Uh, of course, all of them are very important. It is important mm. for our community. That is the only thing that will represent our community. We need to survive, mm. you know? Mm. Now, how can people connect with you to benefit from what you are doing? This is a small moment for um, you to advertise yourself. Please. Go okay, ahead. then um, um, visit my website, which is www.evolvingcreatives.com. Um, I'm not I think it's on the bottom of um, the screen, but I don't yeah. Www evolvingcreatives.com that that that's me um i'm also on, on on facebook um and instagram under those names evolving creatives um that's me please uh, uh, get in touch i mean i'm actually um um planning uh, i'm in discussion to visit ghana um in a couple of months and do some teaching out there um, maybe doing some African history classes um, um, while I, I, I'm out there. So, um, yeah, make the connection, make the connection, because this is the opportunity that this gives us now, yeah? I grew up in London, so my um, the people I could um, um, can potentially connect with were in London or, say, in Birmingham, which is a, a, a two hours on, on, on the train. But me growing up, I couldn't connect with a man in America or, 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 or a sister in Africa. This, what we're doing here now, gives us that connection. You know, I'm connecting with you. Um, 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 in, you're presently in Italy. I'm connecting with people who are watching all over the world. We must make use of this. I want to connect with you and see what you've got that can help me. You connect with me, see what I've got that can help you. Yeah www.evolvingcreatives.com. Let us evolve creatively together, my people. That's lovely. That's lovely. All right. This yeah. is uh, the last question I, I, I have for you. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think is the right strategy to make sure that our history continues to be alive? What is the strategy? Two or three? I don't know. Give us some of the ways to go about it. Okay. Um, parents, I'm going to use the analogy of the parent and the child. And I'm a parent myself. So parents can't teach their children what they don't know, what the parent doesn't know. If I don't know how to do this, I can't teach my child how to do this. So there's a responsibility for lifelong learning. It's not just the, the youth. It's, it's, it's the elders too. We have a lot of knowledge that to pass on um, um, in terms of our own experiences and the, the, the oral traditions, etc. But um, it's it's about um, 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 creating our institutions, whether that's a local institution or an international institution, but creating those local situations where knowledge can be passed on. Um, there is a wealth 
a wealth of, of, of knowledge. Three, let me give an example. Um, um, and I, I mention it in, in my book. During the medieval period, uh, um, Africa, right up to the point where the first Portuguese arrived, yeah? And even, and going into that time again, there are over 1 million manuscripts, 1 million books that are still survived today that Africans, written by Africans of that period. Yeah, it shows you just the, the, the level of literature that we, 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 were, we were dealing with. There's information in that books. There's knowledge in that books. There's science, there's wisdom, there's technology in, in that books. It, it, you can't, you can't um, um, to, in order to recreate something, you have to have an understanding of how it worked in the first place. Yeah? Whether you want to build something, whether you want to deconstruct something, you have to have a knowledge of how it worked in the first place. So we need to understand the systems in place that are there to keep us down. We need to understand how do those systems work. And as we gain that understanding, so we develop strategies for either removing ourselves from the system or um, from those structures or changing those structures and developing our own. So it, it really is on, on, on and I'm not, I don't single out one area as more important than the, than the other. Political knowledge is just as important as scientific knowledge. It's just as important as spiritual knowledge. It's just as important as uh, uh, academic um, 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 knowledge. They're all part of the whole. I hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Well, Mr. Danny, that has been the end of the conversation. I want to thank you so mm. much. It has been a pleasure on my part. Oh, listen, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you and to share with um, um, our brothers and sisters around the world. Thank you. You're, it's a great start to the day. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate our review overhead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain overhead a Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.